Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, we celebrate Christmas as I thank Dennis for sending me presents and I surprise him with one of my own. Heyo! We also talk the Pinball Shipping Blues, a big Stern Pinball production update, Elvira making her way back onto the production line, the loss of a pinball leader, Scooby-Doo Pinball Reception and First Impressions, Cactus Canyon Remake LA production updates, and Pinball Market Trends. Here's hoping episode 119 helps your little grinchy heart grow three sizes over the next 90 minutes. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Christmas, the snow's coming down. Is it coming down where you're at, Dennis Creasel? No, it's toasty out. Is it toasty and warm? Are you by the Are you by the Yule log? No. No, no, I don't have any of the logs, Yule or otherwise. This is the Pinball Show, episode 119 with yours truly, Zach. Many alongside the greatest pinball podcaster, the greatest pinball celebrity, the pinbassador of the year, <laughs> Dennis Creasel. Wow, you're really laying it on thick for some good Christmas gifts this year. I've already got them. I don't even need to. Uh, <laughs> we'll that's that's a, a fair point. Fair point. What are you doing this week? Do you have like big plans for Christmas? No, not huge plans. My my family's all in the area. I'll probably go to my folks on Sweet. Christmas Day. We haven't we haven't hammered it all out yet. But so I've I've got all the shopping done. Oh, Almost nice. everything is wrapped. Okay. I have one more thing I need to wrap. And other than that, I am finished, which is how I like it. I usually buy like uh, some sort of shopzilla on Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. just order everything I can. <laughs> and then, because I want it done with, I don't. And this year I had almost everything shipped to everyone's house. So, because we used to, like we'd organize like a game night or something and people would open, get, but sometimes it would end up in February. And, you know, it's like, it's just weird. <laughs> it's, it's like, we're, we're almost to the next Christmas. Why are we opening gifts? Do you so. have, in, whenever you guys get together, do you have an Aunt Bethany type in your uh, in your family, the the person who gift wraps the the cat. Do you mm. have an Aunt Bethany? Mm. Not anymore. Now, growing up, my oh, great that's really not anymore. No, because they God died. Rest her but, soul. Yes. So growing up, uh, when we would go down to Arkansas, my dad's side of the family, a lot of them are in Arkansas, and my mom's side is in Alaska. So when we go down mm. to Arkansas, my great grandmother Almeida was her name. Aww. When we go and visit her at her house, because she she lived by herself. Uh, I vaguely, vaguely remember my great-grandfather. He died when I was very, very young. Okay. And so every time we would go to her house, though, we'd go and we'd sit and we'd talk to her, my sister, myself, and my mom. And my dad would always mow her lawn. He'd go (laughs) out and mow her lawn, because otherwise his dad would mow her lawn. Wow. And 
when we were there, she would always give us a gift and it was always something she already just owned, <laughs> like a <laughs> knickknack or something. And she just basically, she wouldn't even wrap it though. She just regifted it to you right, right there. And I think one time my mom said, I gave her that years ago. Like a pepper grinder sure. or something. But, so yes, great grandma Almeida was the, was the regifter. She made no bones about it. It's just like, here, take this thing. <laughs> Damn it, Bethany, he guessed it. Thanks for coming and talking to me. Here's this thing. So so I had that. And then if you want to go full like Christmas story, like relative who who gave the the bad gift. Should try it. I don't I um my well, I have an aunt who I don't get gifts from her anymore, but I think it was her who it felt like every year always got me a turtleneck. I I have not and never do and never a will Steve wear Jobs turtleneck. I mean, they were probably colors other than black, but it doesn't matter. I never liked turtlenecks. I always found them incredibly itchy. Uh, I don't like how they look, and so I just had I would, every year would just be like turtleneck. I check it to see if there was cash. Uh, uh, safety pinned to it because often there was, and then I would throw the and then I would throw the shirt away. The blessing. That's good. I'm doing. I have to double check those because one year I accidentally threw away fifty bucks. And you serious, Clark? See, I didn't find it in time. That could have been. That could have been a pinball machine with inflation. Who knows? Right. It could have been a replacement for that damned so, ugly turtleneck. So yeah, I've had. I, I mean, we got the. You know, I, I had the experience with the bad gifts. I had the experience with the re gifts. I've had all the sort of stereotypical experiences. Speaking of gifts, there has been listener, so many people around the world, around the country, that have been receiving pinball machines as gifts. I was able to be a part of the pin side secret Santa and the real Santa Claus, not the pin side Santa. The real Santa Claus has been out there mm. and has been using his little old sexy little elf Zach dink, uh, to help deliver brand new pinball machines. There was two. There was an individual out there that gifted two pinball machines to complete Strangers. We're not talking home edition games. We're talking a Toy Story 4 CE. Toy Story 4 CE to uh, to Les Manley, who who coordinates the Pinside Secret Santa, just as a thank you for being who you are and doing what you do, which I thought was sweet. And then that this individual Secret Santa, uh, the person who he... Recipient. He, the recipient, yeah, the person he pulled, he uh, received a Rush Pro. Wow. Holy crap. But sadly, some gifts come as a Jello mold. <laughs> Do you not like Jello? Not the, not the shit with the meow mix in it, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no. No, I, I, I get what you're... I sadly, get, we've get. had a, a, a couple James Bond 007 LEs that have been thrashed by thrashed. FedEx. And shipping. FedEx? Yes. FedEx I pay freight? more. I pay insurance. Well, I'm glad it's insured. So I'm assuming this is FedEx Freight then. Yeah, it's FedEx Freight. What's, and then what's going on with that? Well, them? no, here's the deal. It is insured, but it's not. Your what, old boys are going to be spending sense. thousands of dollars. I'll be spending thousands this Christmas for James what? Bond. Why? It's bad enough that uh, we were shipping free of charge for Ellie's, which... Uh, yeah, why no, do you may, still do that like no may, one else does? may change in the future here for flipping out pinball, sorry. Uh, but we call that no, foreshadowing, folks. We, that's right. Somebody opened uh, Friday and said, hey, Zach, I, there's a little hole in the box, uh, but it doesn't look bad, but I can see there's there's back glass everywhere in this box. Mm. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I had an extra LE of my own. I shipped it out to him very next day. He's covered. I'll wait for the Stern 007 one. Yeah. L- yeah. Like number seven of. Oh, not the 007, oh. but no, no, no. No. <laughs> I was like, what one would Zach have had from his personal collection? 007. 
I think it was uh, 456, I think was the, the LE number. So we sent the other one back. So he would have had to wait two to six months for a new one to be repaired. But he's got a brand new one uh, as of today. So we're good there. Then I get another call. Uh, Zach, the, the corner of this cabinet is bashed in. The outside of the box, we accepted it. The outside of the box looks fine. And then we open it up and, yeah, there's the corner of the cabinet's broken. I'm like, hmm. oh. So since he signed off on it, we can submit for a concealed damage. But my shipping broker was like, it's FedEx. You're not going to win. You're going wow. to have to pay for that. <laughs> Such confidence. Yeah. So she's like, we'll submit it. We'll submit everything. We'll fight. We'll fight. We'll fight. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. So that's going to come out of the off pocket. And then I get a third one. You know where the um, where the head folds up on the pinball machine and it sits on the base of the top of the cabinet kind of thing where where people put their hand up when they pull up the back end of the cabinet put under a stool setting up a game where they shouldn't okay. a little hole where all the wires go down yes i know what that you mean. that uh, facade or that uh, that piece of wood was just shattered out of it hmm. but again outside of the box looks fine so they opened it up and that's the christmas present they received wow that's going back as well I can't take any more LEs getting broken. And these were all three were LEs? All three of them. And that's not counting the West Coasters that'll probably get their games from flipping out pinball early this week. Oh, no. Gosh, so there's a whole area of the country still. Yes. Yet yeah, to this call was you. just Ohio's and Florida's. Oh, shoot. So I'm terrified that I'll be. I mean, I you know, this is very unusual. Like, what do you think's happening? Because that's, I mean, obviously damage and shipping does happen on occasion, but this, this seems to be. This time of year is always heavy. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it. They get into that's what the shipping brokers like. Look, they're gonna throw your shit around. They get into a, a hurry right now. They don't care about dropping things. They don't care about shoving things, stuffing things in, stacking things when they're not supposed to. This time of year is always notoriously mm. bad for that. I mean, that does make sense. My my theory was going and I'm obviously not knowing as much about freight and shipping was going to be that the games in the case with James Bond are just like they're lighter. Because, mm. well, because there's so little code in them <laughs> that they're just kind of getting tossed around. Oh, <laughs> what, Merry too, Christmas, too my soon, homie Gomi. Too soon? I'm, mm. I'm, just, I'm just saying. Rumors are the licensor is being very slow. You know, I heard a rumor corner that the licensor got, is slow on the approval of those assets. Oh, they've got so little coils, they can't even individually power each pop bumper. No, not the coils. That's the weight <laughs> of the software. Just the software. Oh. That's the thing. It wasn't the max. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> they're getting they're getting jostled uh, a lot. Just as an FYI for all of you listening that buy new box pinball machines, once you sign off on that game, there's little that can be done. It's just It's not fair, but it's life. I had a customer not even sign off. They didn't even make him sign because they were like, yeah, that's fucked up. And uh, But they left the game with him because they were like, we can't take it back, which is a lie. Left the game with him. He didn't call me, but that's okay. Uh, and then, But now I got to pay FedEx to go pick it up, this broken game, and then pay for the repairs from Stern. Hmm. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I feel bad for them, though, because that kind of uh, that sucks, is a sucky right? Christmas oh. party. Well, yeah. I mean, you you wait, you you make a big purchase, and it comes, and, and it's broken. And, and, and it's no, broken. no one wants that. No, no one wants that. And speaking of being a giver, you were a giver to me. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Creasel went way overboard. Enjoy that Toy Story CE is all I'm going to say. We can can, can move along. along. Now Toy Story is going to get the Christmas jabs. (laughs) (laughs) Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Uh, Dennis 
gifted me a uh, a wonderful. He knew I, was, I got the new camera. Oh uh, yeah, from, you haven't again. talked about your new camera on this. That was yes. a really whoever did that was really really nice. Unbelievable. There is somebody out there. They know who they are. A secret Santa. They were a fan of Greg and I's work on Straight Down the Middle, and they gifted us our dream camera. We had a dream camera, and somebody was like, well, how did they know that that was camera? Like, they had asked me in passing maybe almost a year ago, like, hey, I know you guys are up in your quality and stuff like that, and you're you're taking donations for PayPal. What's your what's your PayPal? So like, maybe I can throw you a couple bucks. And like, ultimately, if you get enough money from everybody, what's a dream setup that you're hoping to get? And I just was like, I'd love a red camera, like a cinema mm, series. Yeah, the cinema. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a red, it's a red Komodo, but um, a 6K roll shooting feature length film. Like I would just like something like that. Amateur uh, videographer and didn't think anything of it. And damned if somebody didn't send us a brand new red camera wow yeah that's I, really cool I was that's really cool like i would i freaking cry like it was it, I, i've never had a gift like that so yeah to that person i'm indebted to you forever um so we were thrilled with that and then to make it even better you were kind enough to send an external lcd monitor hdmi monitor that you you have to have for those types of cameras so you can uh so you can see your, your shot better and focus and stuff like that you gifted that. That's like a needed thing uh, that you knew to, to get. And batteries and everything. So, Dennis, you're going to be a producer on anything we make now. <laughs> no, oh. I, uh, I I, actually st- tried to look at lenses. They're so expensive, and I didn't know what you already had. Oh, God, had. yeah. And I yeah. was like, well, I'm more like Secret Elf, not Secret <laughs> So we got we to gotta scale Those it down. Those monitors we are gotta expensive. We got to scale it down. They're expensive, and you nailed it, too, because Greg has been on my ass for months. Like, dude, we need an external monitor. Oh, yeah. This you, is you probably haven't been using one on your... See, no. I, when I got my uh, my little uh, what Panasonic Lumex or whatever mm-hmm. that I use for my YouTube, I, I made sure I got one that the screen could flip at least, because otherwise oh, yeah. I really struggle lining up the shot if I can't use a monitor. Well, and, and even with the screen flip that we have on our, on our Canon that we use, it's so small that if mm. you're doing manual focus, like you still can't oh, yeah, no, tell you can't if tell you've if got a caption or yeah. not. And that's, uh, I've run into that where I've done stuff and I've realized, holy crap, I wasn't in focus the entire time. Yes. I couldn't tell because oh. the screen's so small. So Yeah. So it was the perfect gift. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, dude. Thank you so much. And uh, Greg was giddy too. I was like, well, it's not yours, but. You're going to be using <laughs> yeah, it as well. He's allowed, he can use it, but that's up to you because it's your gift. And I didn't know what to get you this year, Dennis. I was like, well, he's picky. Do you get him a mod? He don't like toppers. He shits on all these games. I, what What am I going to get a Dennis Creasel? For, is, that your, is that your phone ringing? Yeah. But, you never have your phone Yeah, out. but it's fine. No, actually, you may want to pick that up. Hello? Hey, hey, this is this is Jerry, the delivery manager from FedEx North Pole Division. It appears that you have been on the good list this year. <laughs> I'll tell you what, with the latest spooky pinball saltiness, that's a big surprise. We've got someone special looking out for you, I guess. I got a package here sitting on the Donna loading dock. We gotta get it out of here. It's super busy this time of year. I gotta confirm a few things though, okay? This is Dennis Creasel, am I correct? Yes. 
I see here that you have opted for the Christmas Spirit Insurance Package on this delivery. I gotta let you know though that this does not cover any internal damage not declared before the acceptance of the package. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, it also does not cover reindeer-related urine. It one job. They often get quite excited this time of year. So, I got you, right here on the Donna Loading Dock, a 6x6 candy cane pallet, which weighs approximately 350 pounds, or 2,500 gingerbread men. <laughs> Tell them it's only an hour and a half show, fuck. Oh, okay, I see here also included is the gingerbread topper. It'll be strapped on top of your package. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Good. Jeez, this thing was $2,500 option. Someone must really like you. What is he doing? Merry Christmas, and please remember, do not eat the yellow snow. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, thanks. <laughs> what the f so Dennis I don't know what the hell that was but what <laughs> it, was, it was pretty weird I don't know what that was I like the accent though <sighs> thank you for thank for helping question mark uh, caller but you are receiving from myself for Christmas because you you mean the fucking world to me um, you're receiving a brand new pinball machine this week it's coming Dennis Merry Christmas it's the most wonderful time of the year oh I, I can't have a pinball machine that's too much you I know I know but but I think there's room in your garage or something you have to pull out Sinbad again firepower for it oh and it, it it's it's just because you do so much not only for TPN but you know and people have talked about it, it helps my business stuff so this is the least that I could do. I can't wait for you to receive it. Um, it shipped out Friday, and I think it takes two days to get to you. So you'll get a call from not that idiot that just called you, uh, but from FedEx Freight to receive it. Now, here's the question. What is it? Well. What, what machine is it? Hmm. It could be anything. You know, I do have. Well, you said it was new, so it's, it's not going to be like a nip it. I got inventory of some stuff that's been sitting, though. So you got a new mm. pinball machine. What I thought could be fun, Dennis, is to include our holiday listeners. Here's what I want to do, listener. I want you to email the pinball network at gmail.com and submit to us what pinball machine and model you think Dennis Creasel is receiving for Christmas. And not only one lucky winner, but every single person who submits that is correct that nails the game and the trim model is going to be receiving one hell of a prize. Wow, that's really. I'm just, I'm very I'm really shocked. I won't refuse it because it is a gift, but I, it's you better not it's way it it's way unless too, it's, it's damaged. Way more than <laughs> it's really way more than what you you should. Do. Yeah, you but know, I fine. do the show because I enjoy it. I know, I know, but that's besides the point. Run with the bit here, but oh, okay. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. What could it be, folks? Wow. That's right. I knew I knew Amazing. you'd be humbled and angered at me for doing it, but uh, but no. Regardless, uh, I think it's something that notice you it wasn't a fucking red camera like okay. it should have been. <laughs> Guess what? YouTube just has Watches to stay second look so, tier. so much better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
God, that elf had so one job. So am I supposed job. to guess? Because I obviously you, I don't know. Look, you can guess. My hint to people would be, my hints will be this. Oh, you're giving hints. I believe it is something that you will really like. I believe it is a game that may have not been your first, uh, maybe not been your first like choice because maybe you weren't considering it. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> like, damn it, Dennis, you're gonna like Toy Story. <laughs> uh, oh, you Actually, saw my. I liked Toy Story. It was a, it's a fun shooter. But uh, I did message your uh, EGP co-host Tony and messaged him and. I said, Tony, oh I need God. your I need you. You reached help. out to Tony? Yeah, I even reached out to the tone. Uh, and the tone bone was like, wow, that's awesome. Uh, I'll help you as much as I can. So we got our heads because I'm like, you know, I know Dennis to this degree. Tony knows Dennis to just a whole nother degree. With our great genius minds together and sexiness, we could find the perfect game for Dennis. And he was at a loss too. He, we we kind of whittled it down to like three or four. And he was like, honestly, man, he would freaking love any of these. So I think you're going to be fine. But yeah, he even had trouble like saying one for sure, got to have Dennis Kane. So I thought we'd make it a fun little contest for you listeners. So Dennis has no clue what's coming. No, nope, I don't He's about know. to know in a couple days. We're going to shut off this contest on Tuesday night at midnight. Tuesday night at midnight. You can no longer submit. You can only submit once. What game you think Dennis Creasel is receiving for Christmas? And everyone that's correct, every single person that's correct, will win a prize. And that machine will be revealed on the next episode of The Pinball Show, alongside what you winners will be receiving. Oh, the love and support is in the air. Christmas cheer. I wonder what Craig Bobby's up to this Christmas. Canadians... They celebrate Christmas, don't they? Um, yeah, but uh, maybe it's like Thanksgiving and they do it in a weird month. Oh, that's right. <laughs> March. When taxes <laughs> yeah, are due or something. June. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Bobby is busy this week. Craig. He right now is helping Stern Pinball set up their new factory. And uh, <laughs> as, as the mahogany table, he's going... <laughs> he's disguised as the forklift. Yeah, he actually he got <laughs> shipped right into Gary Stern's office. So he's being hush-hush and trying to figure out where in the hell James Bond's 60th anniversary game is by Keith Elwin. But until next episode, I think I speak for Dennis when I say, Craig, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. We couldn't do the show without you. And what you have up your sleeve come 2023, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Stern Pinball's in the news, as always. And they're Why? In Why are they always oh, in the news? Big reasons. Oh, big, they, they jumped over uh, Spooky huge. Scooby-Doo for this episode really? of the show. Yeah, because they, they had a big old production update for us dealers. So what's the update? Tell us. First tell, off. Tell the I want, people. I got to remind everybody that come January 1st, remember that new pricing goes into effect. We've seen the new pricing already for Bond, so that's no surprise. We... We were told, come January, every other pro and premium is going to match that pricing. So, January 1st comes, all your pros are now MSRP $69.99, all your premiums, MSRP $96.99 US. Sorry, people Around waiting for Godzilla still. Yes. And I'll even, apologize on behalf of Stern. To even them. if you had your order in, even if you've paid, the price still goes up. That's not a dealer thing. Mm-mm. Angry emailers. I'm sorry. I love you. They might still email with anger. Yeah, they and they can. 
and uh, I'll share in some of that anger. And as a reminder, Stern Pinball typically stops production for a couple weeks in early January. So we're not probably going to see anything. They do reorganization in the first two weeks of January every single year. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget about that, too. Currently online over at Stern Pinball, we have Jurassic Park Home Editions they're finishing up on. And then they're just finishing up on other titles that they, you know, just the finishing run, especially things that they've done last call on that they're discontinuing. Probably Turtles, Led Zeppelins, um, Bond Pros maybe sprinkled in there. So they're finishing up the lines for all of that stuff come their two-week little hiatus where they regroup. But in January, it's going to be a, a James Bonduary, a james uh, it's not even clever. January, yeah. we're going to see James Bond 007 premiums. That first run of premiums is coming in January. When in January? I would guess mid to late January, as well as James Bond pros. We may see some more pros in January. They have been running some, so that one's kind of a question mark uh, for me because they've been running a lot of pros, uh, maybe in preparation for more premiums come January. And I don't know if this is, if this is true yet, but I, I haven't been told any otherwise that they aim to do production on some of those 60th anniversaries unrevealed uh, James Bond 007s, possibly in January. They told us that months ago, whenever they announced that that game was coming, that they were aiming to produce it in January, end of January. Uh, they haven't told us otherwise. Now, without their reveal coming yet, maybe that delayed things. I don't know for sure. Um, but come February, we finally get another run of Godzilla premiums. Mom, that's enough. What? We're out of vodka. Sorry, thought you were doing Godzilla. <laughs> Mom, that's enough. What? I'm laughing. Uh, here's the sticky, though, Dennis. Yeah, tell us about the sticky. <laughs> They're going to produce a bunch of Godzilla premiums in February. A bunch. A bunch. Like, yes. what, what's a, is that somewhere between a, a bushel <sighs> and a, a bundle? I would, say, I would say Titanic's full. A lot of Godzilla oh, premiums wow. are coming. Well, I mean, I know there are a lot of pending orders, so. There's a whole fleet of barges that could be filled in, in need of Godzilla premiums. So, mm-hmm. even though they're making a ton, I think it's safe to say it's not touching their back order for Godzilla premiums. Do you think the back order slide any with the price going to be $700 more? What do you mean? Isn't the new price increase will be in effect for the... For the February Correct. Godzillas, right? Isn't it a, a five hundred or excuse me, a seven hundred dollar seven hundred dollar yep. difference? Do you think any people pull out once oh. they get the notification, okay. and and so maybe some of that Godzilla backlog uh, leaves and maybe shifts to other games like Bond or something instead? Honestly, I, w- I would say no. Okay, I, I don't think so. I think it's a top of the charts by a lot of people, and, and this is you know of all time. And I, I'm not I'm not the type of person that's going to say, oh, people are just in their honeymoon; they're over. I do think it's one of the greatest games ever made and it's going to be hard to beat that. So I think that no people, people will happily pay because we're seeing on the secondary market premium still selling for, you know, in the nines mm. right at 10, that's new in box prices. I don't see it. I think there's going to be a saturation point for that game because they're going to make more of that title than probably anything they've done in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But that won't come for a couple of years. That's that. That's going to be like the Metallica Pro kind of thing. It won't right. come for a couple of years. So no, I, they're going to make a ton okay. of them. We're not even. We're not even able to fulfill. Oh God, not even twenty percent of our back orders mm. on that. So, well, and let me pivot a little bit on this because uh, obviously you talked about January being kind of 
Bonduary or whatever mm-hmm. you tried to say, which Bonduary. was an ab- abomination, yeah. and never it, do that again. It was really uh, bad. Goldfinger. So, <laughs> I just last night actually watched the uh, documentary of the music of James Bond for the 60th anniversary. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, awfully heavy focus on No Time to Die. Like, t- I swear 20% of the documentary <laughs> felt like it was just No Time to Die. And I don't know if that's just because it was the most recent or what. But Maybe. And everyone, of course, was alive and they were able to interview them. But yeah, anyway. Maybe. Anyway, uh, 60th anniversary Bond 007. When, like, what's going on with that? When are we going to have that revealed? There was a rumor last week that we're going to see it midweek. We didn't see it. Right. Uh, dealers have not been contacted. This is that we're recording this weekend. Um, mid, mid December here have not been contacted. Uh, I'm told it's still coming. Uh, I'm told it's going to be a hit. I'm told. Uh, well, it's, it's Elwin and it's limited. Yeah, I, I, have, I, I have little, little concern about it actually People being are terrified a hit. about the price though. I'm uh, still terrified about the price. And I think I, that's, and it's a fair thing to be terrified about. But if they're not making all that many, you know, you mm-hmm. don't need to find all that many people willing to pay that price. So they have not told us when the reveal is going to be, but I still, something tells me it's going to be this month still. All the indications had always been it would still be in December, but when does it get built if they, I guess, sort of regardless? Do you think it's in January? I I kind of want to think so, yeah. Okay. I still want to think that they're hmm. they're going to build them end of January into February. That's, okay. But I don't I don't know what they're doing. And, and maybe they're realizing that this IP is so hard to deal with that... Maybe things are getting bumped back. I don't know. We know that uh, there's no cornerstone in January like we're accustomed to. Right. We're not going to see that until March. March right now is slated, but I skipped over February. Well, only partially. You you did the barge full of Godzillas. Yeah, that'll be probably the first, second half of February, but the other half is going to be Elvira Premium. It's going back on the production line officially at the end of February into early March. So, yeah, Godzilla Premium would be early February. But, uh, Do they have a price on it finally? Because they it finally established and- a price, which <laughs> makes me think like three it's years legit. on price. Well, it makes me think it's legit now. They're not going to okay. no, bump I, it yet again. That's it's a fair. Been, that's fair. What's been two years since they've yeah, made this? Um, about two. Yeah, we've got back. Not orders, counting the fortieth. We got back orders from early twenty twenty one. Wow. Yeah, those are some dedicated people. I mean, oh, it's wow. a fun game. It is a fun game. I wonder if that's the game that got sent to me, even though it hadn't been oh. built recently. Oh, man. I'd have, I'd have an old Christie one. <laughs> Maybe, though. <laughs> I do have a vault. MSRP on Elvira Premium. Sit down, people. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's, it's not as bad as I thought it could have uh, been. Not as bad as I thought. Okay, this isn't the one coming to me. <laughs> I knew I knew that it was going to be, because the previous one was like, the special price was like eighty three ninety nine. I think mm, that's before, I can't remember. Yeah, that's before all the other increases that we'd seen over the last two right, years. Right, right. So people are like, do you think they'll keep the same price? No, they're not. Well, do you think it's going to be uh not eighty nine on it? No, the new price is ninety six ninety nine for all premiums. So a studio run specialty premium is going to be more ninety six ninety nine. Right, but right. how Let's much go. higher or can we go? Ten thousand four hundred ninety nine. Over ten thousand by Christmas, except it's after it, Christmas. So I guess after not. Christmas, yeah, that's yeah. after Christmas. They might still wait till Christmas before you get it. Ten thousand four hundred ninety nine. So it's not astronomical like I thought they could have done. If they really don't want to make these things, and they wanted to thin the herd, then maybe you know you go twelve thousand dollars on it, a thousand below your LEs. But they didn't. Ten four nine nine, and some people are canceling. Oh, I mean, it's still like percentage wise, this is a big. I, and again. 
because it didn't have any of those gradual increases over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I can definitely see a, a sticker shock where you're like, you know, I was okay when this was $2,000 less, but yeah, yeah. that's a lot for a spinning house. So, yeah, and it is an, it's a wonderful game. People do love it. 10,499 plus shipping and tax and all that stuff. Here's the other thing. They didn't technically say this is going to be the last run. We do have a, a huge old order flipping out. I'm speaking personally here from my business. We have a huge order and we're receiving less than th- about 30% of our order. So we're receiving quite a, quite a few, but it's still not touching our back order for Elvira premium. And I asked, Hey, you know, are the remainder of my order being canceled at this time? As a little tricksy way of me thinking, well, are they just, is this the last run period? And they said, no, at this time, there's no, been no determination uh, and no need for us to cancel the remainder of your order at this time. So what that means to me and Stern Lingo people, we'll see a 2024 run of Elvira Premium as well. I don't think we'll see it again 2023, honestly, but I think you're going to get a one-time-a-year run of that, and we'll see it in 2024 for all of those who want to wait again. Wow. March is going to bring us a new Cornerstone game. Venom, finally? The most heavily rumored are either Brian Eddy on Venom or Jack Danger on Foo Fighters. That's that. Those are the rumors. Right, the, yeah. They could both be totally We've off. all heard those rumors. So I don't, I don't know. I know that April is going to bring more James Bond Pro and Premiums, though. So they're going to they're gonna do some more of those in April as well as they've got a little space in April. I'm thinking maybe that new game that they announced in March, maybe we'll see some more some premiums run in April of that new game. Mm. In May, uh-oh, it's back, and people have been talking about it and, and yearning for it. It's Iron Maiden Pro and Premium. They didn't discontinue it. I'm, you know, I'm... I know it's it's popular. I'm just it's been in the catalog quite a while. I'm a little surprised they keep it. They keep they keep the skew. I know, and and they re-upped that license a year ago. Okay, I remember that license was coming to an end. Either they did a last call or they re something, but they've got the license still, and uh, they plan on making that. Now you're only going to see that made in May. A lot of these games, these catalog games, I've seen what Stern Pinball is doing. They're giving one time run for the year. Right. And I think we're going to see that in the future as well. They're not going to catch up on these back orders. They're not, they're getting better, but no, they still have a lot of back orders. In June, you're going to see James Bond pros. You're going to see Godzilla pros. Remember that no pros in February. That was just premium for Godzilla. So Godzilla pros in June and Jurassic Park premiums in June. Boy, that tells you that Jurassic Park premium is selling really well whenever mm-hmm. they're just running the premium and not the pro. Right. I still haven't played the premium of that. I, I like the pro a lot, though. Premium is freaking awesome. And as to what is coming in July, August, September, question mark? October, November, December of 2023? That's next Christmas. Pull little Craig Bobby. you have to wait and listen mm. to the Pinball Show, episode 120. We'll come Bing. back here in a week or two, and I'll give you guys kind of the rundown of Stern Pinball's production schedule for the back half of the year. Oh, they don't have to wait. They don't have to wait very long at all. That's right. That'd be like a new year present. Still no word on Rush expression lighting kit, Rush accessories, Godzilla toppers. Still no word on any of that stuff. 007 accessories. We don't know. We do know that there's new code for Mandalorian version 1.41 where they fixed the Beskar meter. <laughs> that progressive. <laughs> oh, oh, for the topper. Yeah, for the topper. Okay. 
I thought I thought there was something. I was sorry, like, that was my fault. Uh, yeah. I didn't think anything was wrong with Beskar. I got the top uh, room on my mind. I re- no, I remember the. I remember the. Don't turn off the game. That's <laughs> don't right. Turn so the now- machine off. <laughs> You're an arcade now. <laughs> so it now it, uh, it will progressively keep those those uh, those totals. Also, you get some topper settings for color preferences. Not a huge update here, just to to fix that topper code mm. previously. In other stern news, congratulations and huge thank you. For an industry icon, often forgotten and not discussed, but crucial and integral to the growth and the success of this entire industry for the last 20, 30 plus years. Shelly Sachs from Stern Pinball is retiring at the end of this year. Wow. She's been involved since the Daddy East days. Yes. It was was her, Gary Stern, Joe Kamenkow. That Mm -hmm. was the trio. That's who started that, the Daddy East company, and she has been right there as an executive ever since. Uh, and yeah, without her, we would not have a lot of what we love, what we cherish uh, in this industry. And I can't congratulate her enough and thank her enough for all that she's put into the industry. And even, you know, working side by side with her as a dealer and uh, she's, she's fantastic. She's, she's the greatness. She's the best. Well, happy retirement. Relax, Shelly. Yeah, happy, yeah, happy retirement. I wonder if she has any pinball machines in her house. I'll have to ask her. That was the one thing I was told when I became a dealer. The previous owner flipping out said, one thing you need to do is make sure you take care of Shelly Sachs. Be kind to her, help her out when she needs, because basically she's she's a powerful person in this industry. <laughs> don't don't <clears throat> mess it up. Because a lot of times, like, I don't interact with Gary Stern. He doesn't do a lot of the day-to-day stuff with dealers, but Shelly was responsible for shipping, accounting, like, the hands-on, the meat and potatoes of, of a company. I had the joy of working with her for years. And another Stern Pinball News, this one was a sad one. Uh, we lost another pinball icon, uh, Dean Grover from Stern Pinball, passed away. He was young, too. Um, I think he was in his 50s, early 60s. Biggest Stern Pinball. He was a coder. He was lead code on a lot of games that uh, you otherwise may not have known, like some of the specialty games, Supreme, he was uh, Dean was the lead on Beatles Code, Star Wars Home Edition, Spider Man Home Edition. He was helping on James Bond. He helped on a lot of these games. Uh, he's fantastic, and he's huge in the the Colorado scene as well. So I know he'll be dearly missed in that area. Uh, for more information, you guys can go to Pinside. There is a there's a thread titled "Thank You, Dean Grover," where many people talk about their their time and their wonderful memories uh, of of Mr. Grover. And all that he meant to the community and to the industry. So, so go check that out. Thoughts and prayers go out to his family, his friends. That's a that's a, that's a big loss there. Transitioning over to another manufacturer, Spooky Pinball. Mm, you had yeah. a whole interview with some spooky crew yeah, folk. They've been all the talk, haven't they? Yeah, pretty much. There wasn't any other news. <laughs> they recently revealed Scooby-Doo, one of the greatest pinball IPs of all time. Now, before we discuss that, though, there was a Craig Bobby submission. Remember his last segment talked about, you know, uh, Surgeon Dr. Joan? Yes. That uh, was sneaky. and The blanket. Yeah, kind or of. Or the towel the, or whatever it All was. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and... He did a good job covering for TPS when he was here. I did get an email recently from one of my friends, uh, and I'm just going to read it here. It was titled Maxiofacial Surgery Controversy. Uh-oh. Sounds like Craig stepped in something stinky. Wait a minute. It says, hey, buddy, 
I may have a little cold water to throw on old Craig Bobby's recent reporting. Say what? It seems he may have given credit to the wrong maxillofacial surgeon for the early call on Scooby-Doo. Attached is a comment from a spooky Facebook post where I noticed a dog in the picture sleeping on a Scooby blanket and I asked if it was hinting at something. And I think this actually may predate Dr. John's reporting from TPF. And he said, but honestly, I don't know. I'm calling, quote, fake news on Craig Bobby. And I demand immediate retraction and proper citation, exclamation point. And of course, I'm kidding. But I thought it was ironic given that John and I share the same profession. Just a good little competition between the old U.S. and Australia. Well, how about that? I'll, I'm going to call him Dr. Rob. Mm. Dr. Rob. In Craig's defense, I mean, there are so many, what, facial surgeon types in <laughs> pinball that, I mean, we do, we non-medical people get them mixed up quite often. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I'm it's kind of like if you you know you you if you go to a, a show uh, right after back surgery and like all the anesthesiologists come up to you. I mean, <sighs> yep, this yeah. is pinball. There's more yeah. than one that that <laughs> that it's, it's weird. They all come up to me and like, "Have you ever considered a nose job?" I'm like, "Come on, man. <laughs> come on. A little nip here, a little tuck there. Is that a mole? What is that thing? Molly, 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 molly." What do you think about Scooby-Doo? I heard the Eclectic Gamers podcast. You guys were uh, highly cynical. But uh, what was your first take overall? Well, we talked about Scooby-Doo on our our last episode we did. So two episodes ago. But we didn't get at that point, did we get to see it? We saw the, I thought we saw the art. We didn't see any gameplay. Yeah, we didn't see Uh, the layout. We didn't see. No, but we saw like the, we saw like Scooby. Well, right now there's a, there's a big, big narrative and push that says, you got to play it before you buy it, and you're idiots if you buy it. You can't see anything from an overhead or play field pictures or, a, or, or gameplay videos or a sizzle. Now everybody's like, you've got to put your hands on it before you can actually know what it's like. And I disagree with that. I, um, I, I feel I'm of two minds of that. I, I agree with you that, especially if you're an experienced person in pinball, that you get to the point when it comes to layout in particular, in my view, that you can look at the layout yes. and really judge a lot of it. And they did drop some gameplay footage. You know, sure. It's not very much, but you do see how the ball, like you see the shots. So you understand yes. how the ball feeds. So in that regard, you can get a sense without doing it hands on. When it comes to new inbox pinball, I personally do subscribe to the philosophy that I will not spend my money unless I actually have played the game first. As you always have, yes. But, um, you know, that's a, it's a personal preference. I don't do the same for used. Like back in the day when you could get a deal on a used game, I'd be like, you know what? I'll take a chance on it. Take a flyer on it. Yeah. Yeah, But with a new one, but for me, it's, it's because I don't, I don't have FOMO Mm -hmm. because I know I could pick up a game later. Uh, and in the case of Scooby, the run is so large. I yeah, definitely, I wouldn't feel, games. I mean, and my understanding is it's still not even sold out right now. So it's not, you know, you, you have time. It's not, you have time. And even if they all sold new, it, there's no harm. I think some people are afraid to own used games. There's no harm in only owning a used game. But that being said, if you are someone who feels confident in their own ability to judge based off of, of imagery, the imagery can be sufficient. It's really not that yeah. hard to understand geometry. I so. didn't understand. Yeah. This. This whole, the tone of a lot of uh, pinball community right now is like people rooting against, they're not going to sell out in a day. They're not going to sell. Like, I don't know when this became a competition of whether they sell out, meaning whether 
indicating whether a, a, a product was a success or not. I don't, that's where I'm getting caught up. If they sold out in one day, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, <laughs> a certified hit, but I don't think that's the only indicator here. So I don't, what's confusing me is why in the fuck do people care if a game sells out in the first day or first week or not? There, like you said, there's almost 2,000 of these games. Mm. That's a lot of games you know, from a spooky and, pinball. That's a, and that's true. And and I did I did have a prediction that they would sell out day one. I thought so, they might too, yeah. And and I based that off of, and maybe this is where, obviously, why people care will, will vary on what they're interested in. It's just interesting in a lot of ways to monitor the hobby, of course. So there's, you know, if you're not... Like if there's not a dog, I hate doing dog references with Scooby Doo, but I'm gonna keep doing. It. Not a dog in the fight per se. Uh, it's just interesting in the context of we know they have day one or near day one sold out on a lot of their prior titles. So it's kind of like some people might just think that's like a standard mm-hmm. that that they like they hold kind of thing, that yeah. Spooky might not even hold for itself, but they as a as a witness of pinball might go, you know, that's just what I expect. I expect spooky to sell out. Their model seems very oriented to encouraging it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So that could also be an aspect of it. But again, we have to remember that they're running like over 200 more games. What more like what 400, what, 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 what was the, oh, like God, Halloween what was, was what 1250 and then they are 1200 and they did 1750. Yeah. Yeah. They did something like in the 1700 range. So they've added like a couple hundred more games mm-hmm. uh, in the total build. And it's not split across two different themes this time. So this was coming off of Rick and Morty, what did sell, sell out immediately. So it was like that Rob zombie thing where people jumped into Halloween Ultraman thinking, Holy crap! It's going to go up in value. It's going to sell mm. out immediately. I got to get it. Like happened to Rob Zombie, that that then later fell, just like Halloween and Ultraman are. So, yes, you know, and within and, context there, and I think that's probably uh, an angle for a lot of people, people like me watching that we kind of think like Spooky. This is how I see it. Spooky, they, you know, they struggled to sell America's Most Haunted until they put the limit on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Charlie and, and Ben Heck had, have, I think, done multiple interviews where they talk about that. And so when they had the 150 limit, they were able to sell them. And then people saw, and this was you know pre-pandemic, pre-pinball huge boom, mm-hmm. the prices on the used ones went up significantly. So we have gone and ended up in a scenario now where you then saw people do the same thing with, like, oh, we got to buy a Rob Zombie right away because otherwise it's going to be more expensive later. Yes. And they've sort of ridden that whether by design, I do think they have by design tried to encourage that uh, all along up until really this point where, where, and these are things I've, I've talked about on other shows, like on EGP and such, but, but like the, you know, having you join their fan club. So you get the right of first purchase yes. and then whatever the most expensive model is gets built first. And they have these fairly long tails for that, you know, for them, for a single game run where they're like, it's going to be about 18 months for us to finish the builds. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have structured a lot of things to sort of FOMO force you uh, if you're susceptible to FOMO into feeling, okay, I got to mm-hmm. buy a CE, I got to join the fan club. And then because I don't want to wait you know, a year plus to get my yeah. game. Yeah. And then with Scooby, we, st- I think you, st- you still saw a lot of people join fan club. You still saw a whole bunch. I bet CEs are the most commonly sold units. They just, they've upped the production so much. And one of the things that I myself early on when they announced this uh, uh, was just as guilty of is it's easy to forget that 2000, because they're practically 2000 units of a game. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot of games. For not a run, yeah. like, 
you we think and we talk so much about Godzilla that I think we lose sight of the fact that this is not it's still not the 90s. It's mm-hmm. like in the 90s, a 2000 run game wouldn't have been a bad run either other than like in 92, mm-hmm. 93. Like, so well, even even comparing to other manufacturers, like mm. I wonder how many Toy Story LA sold. I wonder how many Led Zeppelin sold. Uh, I'd, I think, would it surprise you if we found out that Led Zeppelin sold 2,000 under, over Toy Story it, 4 LA? It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if right? it was under. Yeah. So these are these are big numbers yeah. for a manufacturer. So I, it's, it's not a... And the thing is, does Spooky's model require them to sell out of the games? I don't think so. But I what, don't what, what I think it does is it's not so much about the day one. It's like, what happens in six months? Do they still have inventory? And mm-hmm. then I think that means as a as a business, they have to ask themselves, okay, do we want to lower our count and and build smaller runs and just sell out and move on and you know kind of progress like that or are we trying to grow our production mm-hmm. and then make you know make certain decisions like if we say it's going to be an up to like if we don't sell all 1969 do they build them all out anyway or does that just mean they end the run early oh then, I, can, earlier, I can answer that the, no, and then, they, they build all 1969 of them absolutely because well, I, I don't i don't think there's any harm and then and, and we a, saw this in the past with tna 1.0 that's how I got my because I won't play there. I don't agree with their pre-order model. I don't agree with giving zero percent loans to companies, mm-hmm. and so that's part of the reason I don't buy direct from Spooky, mm-hmm. uh, unless they have the game in stock. And that's what they did with the 550 units of TNA. They finished out that last build of 50. They had games in stock, and I bought one direct from them because yeah. I didn't have to pre-order it. And clearly, that wasn't a quote-unquote failure. They ended up doing a TNA 2.0 run. So mm-hmm. even though I had expected, just on the strength of the theme, them to sell out, even with the increase by a couple hundred units, that they didn't, I don't think it sold bad. I saw a lot of people say they still went in on this game. So. Here's the thing. I can say from experience, because I'm a new spooky dealer. Woo! Mm-hmm. Living out pinball. I can say definitively, from a sales perspective, for spooky pinball, for its distributors it is easily a a huge success the numbers of sales have been gigantic gigantic i know that after speaking with uh some of them over at spooky management and executives over there after day one sales they told me they're ecstatic uh they were hoping to celebrate because they were able to sell more titles in one day than any title they've ever released in their company's history. They said that we've already met success and they didn't even understand. They're like, we don't know why everybody's getting hung up on this whole, did we sell out thing? They were like, we're, we're ecstatic with what we're bringing to the market and the numbers that we're seeing. And I would guess personally, this is just uh, me guessing. I would guess they're probably in this uh, with dealers and direct orders together, probably 16, 1700 sold. And I'm I'm pretty I'm being conservative there. I think there's probably only a hundred maybe left, maybe if I if I were to guess. I know and man, I can't say a fact, but I I know that they've sold pretty close to uh, this thing will sell out. And if not, there's no problem with it being an inventory for people. I kept getting accused this week. Everybody's like, "So you didn't sell out?" I'm like, what? "Okay, like <laughs> I don't know what you're wanting me to." To say we sold a shitload of these things, we were allotted 
Uh, we're a new dealer, so our allotment's not built up, you know, like some of these other spooky dealers. But we got more than I thought we would initially. That was very kind of the the team over at Spooky. We sold them. Bam, those were gone. So I messaged him and said, "Hey guys, I just want to let you know those were those were gone. If for some reason you want you you have any more, you're kind enough to." And they issued me more again, more than I thought I'd get. Boom, those were gone immediately. And I I posted on our website, you know, we're sold out. And then I told Spooky again, hey, congratulations. I'll start forwarding people interested directly to your website or to other dealers. And they were like, you know what? Like if you're wanting some, we had the the whole debacle with our website and stuff. We'd be happy to to send you out some more. Would you take, you know, this many more? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take those. So I said, hey, you know, this is our last bundle of them. And they've been selling very well. I think I've got three spots left. So not not bad. Not bad. I, I can say that I've sold more Scooby-Doo's than I have. I've sold more Scooby-Doo CEs than I have most every other manufacturer LE. So that's that says something, I think. Well, it's kind of weird, though, because Spooky, you know, they Everybody adjust gets the, the CE. Yeah. Right, right. Everybody, it's like, it's limited. That's kind of a, well, you know, uh, Spooky's going to run the way Spooky wants to run. It's not, it's not, it's not my call. I kind of wonder if maybe they are at the point with the size of their runs now that uh, they can drop just even giving a, a number. That's mm. why people are comparing to it is they're one of the few where the entire run is announced as a build count. So yes, yeah. if they were just to start saying, you know what, it's. Uh, like let's say they did Flintstones next. Like we're doing Flintstones, uh, and we're gonna allow people to buy up through. Maybe they yeah. they draw a line with like we're gonna take orders up through a set period of time, and we're just gonna build until, you know, we're gonna cut it that, off. And that would increase the FOMO for sure. But I don't know if they're interested. I I think I think legit they kind of just want if everybody wants that top model, they can get the top model within reason of the the total limit. I think it's unique. I don't know if from a business perspective it's the best, but I think from a a community perspective and a customer perspective. It's, it's unique and it's kind of cool. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder about them draw, not even doing the limit, just saying, yeah, here's the new game, like all the other manufacturers. And mm-hmm. then they just keep building. And then eventually they're going to be like last call and they don't do any oh. reliance on FOMO whatsoever. Ooh. Cause they still like use it as a bit of a crutch. I know. I, I like it. As In a fact, limit. I think it's more than a bit of a crutch. I think they lean on that FOMO crutch so I, much. Look, if I had a pinball company, I wouldn't be able to do it. I would limit it. I would say, I'm not saying it's right. I mean, my, you know. It's not that it's wrong. It's just, it's obviously it's a very different strategy that, uh, but the thing with relying on a FOMO thing is you essentially box yourself into being quote unquote small, but their run mm-hmm. sizes at this point don't. And that's where I think maybe that's part of the, that's where, where this discussion can be interesting is they're acting like they're still a boutique company, but they're outbuilding a lot of the other manufacturers at this yeah. stage in terms of quantity. They're not boutique anymore. I think that's a misnomer. They are yeah. in the world of pinball. They are a major manufacturer. And because of that, they, I'm kind of like, you've shackled yourself to the FOMO thing. You still can't bring yourself to, to let go of it. Cause it's what initially worked, but mm-hmm. Uh, this run sizes are getting so large that we are at the point where people are going to be like, why are we FOMOing over these games when they're going to make 2000 of them? That's very, doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's very true. And all manufacturers do it. Uh, they all do it with uh, their LEs. Exactly. Uh, or their and that's where and I, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious if we see in the future an evolution in their approach where maybe they're like, you know yeah. what? We're going to set the limit on the CEs now. And we're going to say you can have 500 CEs and then you know, knock the price up $4,000 on those and FOMO that 
and then just do the rest as a more traditional, you know, we're not going to announce a limit. Well, the, you buy it if you want it. The whole rhetoric there, you have to play it before you buy it. Don't be an idiot. Like, who's going to argue with that? I'm a freaking dealer. And I would tell people, I've told people this last week, they're like, well, I'm worried about the code or I'm worried about, you know, how it feels or I'm worried about, and I'm not saying, well, put those worries aside because if we've only got a couple, you need, no, I'm like, look, if you, if you're worried about this, there's almost 2000, you'll always be able to get one. It's not a big rush there. You don't have to buy it now. You don't have to, but if it does sell out, you'll have to buy used or buy somebody's spot. Like that's mm-hmm. just the facts of the facts. But if you, if you ever feel uncomfortable about, about whether you should buy a game, that's probably an indication. Yeah, maybe hold off. But uh, there are a lot of people that it's like uh, Scooby-Doo It's freaking loaded. It looks badass, And I'd like to get one as soon as I can. So the quicker, the better. And sure. that's I, the type I of buyer it. I am. But, uh, but yeah, that's just, uh, and I feel like they gave people enough information to make a choice on whether or not they want to buy a game. I, I don't, you know, I don't understand that argument. We had a fucking whiny ass podcast that was like, we need to see gameplay, all these pictures, all these interviews with information. That's not enough. And then they show sizzle. We need to see gameplay. And then they show fucking gameplay. It's not enough gameplay. We need a stream. Oh, fuck. You're not going to make these people happy. That's why I told Spooky. Look, there's so many people out there who's going to cry, bitch, and moan no matter what you do, no matter what you give them. Stop trying to please everybody. Put out a good product, and that's all you got to worry about. And I think the game looks phenomenal. I've got one on order myself. Here in, in the city I live in, there's already four that I know of that are going to be in Evansville. It's a small town. Hmm. People are excited about it. I, You said it was fanny, fanny-ish layout? The lower section. I, yeah, I'm very not, fanny. I'm not enthused by the layout. I, mm-hmm. I touched on this on, on yep. EGP. Tony and I talked about it. No, I, I don't think I really commented on the rules other than some speculation based off the inserts. So I, I don't know yet where the, where the code is planning to go. The layout looks pretty safe to me so mm-hmm. i i'm not i'm not thrilled with the layout i went back this morning and watched the gameplay video and i think i counted uh three horseshoe shots which i, know, I think you were, is you were pooping is on way, horseshoes. i think more Three's than a one lot. i Three's think more lot. than one is pushing it as is and three is an awful one on the upper and then there's on the lower there's one on the left and one on the mm-hmm. right for sure that just horseshoe around and i could see one like the horseshoe shot on on uh, stern star wars is, oh i is love that pretty one. fun i like a but, quick horseshoe but i wouldn't like want i wouldn't want two more of them because it feels like you're doing the same shot you see what i'm saying but that's a that's a personal preference but so just, here hold up though dennis why wait why are we holding look, that why are you challenging look, look my at, subjective judgment because whatever they give you they gotta give you a couple more like a halloween yeah you need one mike myers scoop oh my God. i'll give you three let me right? now let it's me, like you uh, get one horseshoe loop. No, now we're gonna talk, give you three. Let me let me give you this is Dennis's rule of pinball design. You you can know you can trust me because I've done zero homebrews <laughs> and uh zero actual professional designs. So that's how you know that what I say is authentic. Legit, yeah. Never should a pinball machine have more scoops than it does flippers. <laughs> and I'm just saying. And to add on to that, never should you have more horseshoe loops than you do. Now they've kept the horse because so far I've only counted three horseshoe shots and they yeah, do have four it. flippers counting the flipper diverter. So they may have followed the rule. It's just okay. a bit much for me. Maybe divided by two. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe there's a rule that there's one horseshoe spot. It's like you want an inverse proportion of horseshoe shots to the number of spinners that you want to have in the game. Like, so. I, I, But I, I, th- I don't think anybody's going to argue with the point that 
if I told you to close your eyes, think about a Scooby-Doo pinball machine and people who like that theme in general or people who just like pinball in general, when they open their eyes and see this art package layout, the sculpts, the molds, uh, the everything added to this, the colors, the lighting, I don't think anybody could just in their mind think, oh God, this is barren. Oh God, this isn't Scooby-Doo. Like this thing freaking mm. screams. I hadn't heard anyone. And I've only heard a few other shows since the, the, the gameplay and the photos came out, but I haven't heard anyone claim like they thought it was barren. Yeah, Granted, I I, I've not seen the standard, but uh, the CE is not barren. Being, they have checked a couple boxes that are oftentimes unchecked by a lot of new pinball releases. And I was glad to mm. see that people are genuinely, whether they're going to buy it or not, whether they like spooky games or not, whether they think the layout sucks or not, they think this is a damn full game. This is theme integration like no other. And for the price, comparable to other counterparts this is a lot of game in this market right now for what you're getting sure i and i don't i don't even think the layout is the big obviously everything's going to be subjective what looks to me like okay yeah i need to get time on it i still think that the layout looks better in my opinion than halloween's layout did sure Uh, yeah but that's not the i don't think that's spooky's biggest issue right now spooky's biggest issue is they have a reputation for having very bad build quality yeah, and I would add to that their other thing is that people are worried about is the coding team, the programming team. And, you know, another thing which I didn't realize until you did your interview with Bug and Spooky Luke is that the, I did not know that they had gone to the this new board set. Warden. Warden. This, is a for, this is the fourth board set since the company mm-hmm. started. It's people not that old of that. a company. Mm-hmm. And it's – and. I didn't know that there, because immediately my first thought is, so were there problems with Pinatar? Because you immediately switched from it, right? Because they only did Halloween and Ultraman on Pinatar. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I don't own those games, so I'm not, it doesn't affect me, but it's like, I don't, like, I don't understand why, I get why they want to have their own in-house board. I get why they don't want to pay a third party uh, profit and, mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to use someone else's board set. But it's like uh, it's like there there are new things, and I'm I'm not clear because I we haven't seen them out in the field that these new things will actually be better. Mm. And uh, for for a company being as established as they are, you know, uh, playfield chipping aside, which while they did have some on TNA 1.0, they they of all the major manufacturers, I'd say they probably have had the least complaints about it. Yeah, uh, so they're and confident. They, they resolved it pretty quickly, but. Of all the company, you know, I'm thinking CGC and Stern and JJP and American Pinball and Spooky, when it comes to like games constantly needing fiddling around because stuff's not working right and rebending uh, orbits and stuff, it's, it's Spooky I hear the most complaints about. And I think that for a lot of people where maybe some of that surprise on the on the day one thing is there was a lot of online discussion of people that were like, you know what? After having Rick and Morty, after having Halloween, I just, I cannot day one it, even though I want to. They like the way the game looks, but they're so worried that they're going to be working on it all the time. That it and breaks I, more than the average pinball. And I I said that on 118 as well. And whether I'm a dealer or not, I'm still honest. Yes, they do require the more the the most tinkering, the most fixed. They, they do. They absolutely do. And until that changes, that's kind of my stance as well. So I can't. I can't argue that. I'm not as worried about the new board set because, number one, I'm not smart enough to know like board sets and all this and that. All I know is on Halloween 
and Ultraman. On my Halloween, it was a pain in the ass that every little LED light is on its own board and their daisy chain. I can't freaking stand that. And I know that they told me these new board sets are more node-like, kind of like mm. a stern modular kind of thing where multiple LEDs on board so you can replace them much easier. You got um, Cat5 cables that are communicating with one another. We don't have the super glue thing. So of the uh, surface level stuff that I care about, that's being addressed with this new system. So that's why I am looking forward to it. But sure, it might have hiccups and stuff like that. And ultimately, I try to think positive and think, well, if they know that this is the next reiteration, this is getting them closer to they're not going to try to make a board set worse than the last one. So if this is their well, no, measure I, of progression and trying to get more to what they can't, I'm, I'm good with it. But yes, four board sets in different, that sucks. It gets old. Yes. I don't know when we're going to see this game. I think January is going to be the stream. Is that happening before any are shipped to customers? That or, I, do. I would because say they that, could just no, plan a live uh, stream of their own and still have actually already gotten it out in the wild. There's no rule. That yeah, says you, I know the licensing's can. not allowing gameplay to that extent yet or live gameplay, uh, but it's coming in January. I think that they said they're going on the production line in January, mid to late January, and they usually make the first batch about 30. And Luke said, production wise, they keep those much longer, they take longer to build them. They want to get those 30 to people probably that they know really well. Uh, those will go, one will go to probably each distributor or something like that. They'll go to the local opera, like they're close knit people so that they know if things come up, let's change the production. Let's fix this before the majority of them go out in the future. So they'll build 30. I think they'll start beefing that up probably in March. If I had to guess, then they'll start rolling out, but we'll say they said their code is much further along than Halloween was at release. Uh, they describe some of the basics of the code, and I think it sounds super fun to me. I, I do, I'm just a sucker. It looks freaking cool, and it's a cool theme. I'm I'm down. I'm really excited about this one. Yes, I can tell. It's fucking Scooby Doo, man! Come on. It's not. This is not my. This is not my theme. Whoa, whoa. Chicago Gaming Company is in the news? Question mark. Where in the hell are the LE Cactus Canyons? I've heard I they're got, shipping. I got mine. I don't know how many, but I've heard they're shipping. Well. They are, but then they weren't, but then they are. I think they're still probably a part thing. I did reach out to Chicago Gaming Company, my contacts over there, and said, hey, what's? can I give an update to people? Like My customers are freaking out. The community's freaking out. And they returned and said, uh, they can report that Cactus Canyon alleys are shipping. I said, oh, well, well that's great then. Okay. Um, can you tell me, like, what's y'all's goal? You're running 100 a day, 100 a week, 20 a, a week. Is soft roll? And they said, no comment. So I don't know what that means. Pinball Brothers, speaking of production, they're they're beginning on Queen via Nap Arcade. I saw his yep, post I saw on that. NapArcade.org. Say uh, it looks like Queens are being built, manufactured. They don't know when they're gonna roll out those, but that's another game I'd like to get some more time on. Uh Queen is coming. Aliens are <laughs> aliens uh they're still shipping as well. We just got mm-hmm. some more of those. And what would the pinball show be without talking about pinball awards? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, we've had more meetings. Oh. The team. Oh. In our evil lair. Yes, called <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> the evil so, lair of Zoom. It's crazy because in our last meeting, uh, Dennis Creasel, he was in like this rolling chair, and he turned around in his rolling chair and pressed a button, and David Dennis slid beneath the floor into fiery flames. <laughs> 
Predator David, he keeps missing all the meetings because we pick a time where he's traveling for work and he falls he's asleep. Like, I'm in Saskatchewan. He's like, I'm in Atlantic time. And I'm like, that time zone sounds made up. Yeah, nobody follows Atlantic time. That is a pretend land. So uh, there's not much information as of yet, but you guys will be seeing an announcement this week from the Pinball Network about the award show this year. Mm-hmm. Super we can exciting. say it is moving forward. We're just we're finalizing some qualifications on which games to count for this year and uh, and the judges ballots and stuff. And we've got some other much mm. more significant changes. I'll go ahead and say, uh, oh, no, which, no, you're, you're not going to tell them, are you? No, I'm not going to tell them, <sighs> which Gosh. I'm just going to say people are going to want to listen to the announcement about because they might uh, care more. There's also all kinds of exciting things. Teaser. Man, and I'm saying too much here. The the committee's probably going to get mad at me, Dennis. Uh, but mark your calendars for January 28th. Yeah, I wouldn't hurt to mark that. Okay, yeah, mark that. It's beginning to look a lot like Pimba Market Trends. <laughs> happy, happy, happy holidays, everybody. Turning up this week is none other than Scooby-Doo. Out of the gate, this game has been a sales success. 1,969 units. They're all gonna sell. Congratulations, Spooky Pinball. You've done well, kids. You've done well. Everyone's itching to get their hands on Spooky's Scooby-Doo Pinball Machine. We want to see it played now. But what about the code? What number when am are they gonna I? Ship? Should I go butter or no butter cabinet? All of those questions are what we will be sitting and discussing over the next, what, 16 months. But for now, we can celebrate how damn great that game looks. How does it shoot? How does it play? Only time will tell. But me personally, as a pinball nut, I'm so stoked to get this game. Don't piss on my excitement. Also training up this week is Chicago Gaming Company's Cactus Canyon Remake LE. Because they're shipping. Are they shipping? The reason I'm training this up, it's, it's not that the shipping delays would be trending down. The communication probably from CGC, trending down. But son of a pop biscuit, I was able to take the LE from Cincinnati home from the show, set it up in the game room, and my Lanta. We can pick and pick and pick on what we don't like regarding CGC's communication, or lack thereof, or setting dates and blowing past timelines, deadlines. At the end of the day, once you get your Cactus Canyon remake, LE, SE+, Plus, for those of you who have an SE, I stand in front of my LE simply amazed. This company's attention to detail, their ability to create a game that is just pure pinball fun, the aesthetics, the visuals, the sounds, the build, the integration, the storytelling, Josh Sharp has said it before when he talks about the Bally Williams charm and damn it, not only does CGC replicate that in these products, but they expand upon it. This is hands down easily one of the most well-rounded, perfect example of modern pinball execution that I've experienced since I've been in pinball. It is just so, so nicely done. I cannot state that enough. It's ho-ho-ho time. I got to keep it positive, baby. So training up this week is pinball positivity. Tis the season and all. I'm in a giving mood. I'm always a giver, but even more so this month. Things might get cold around where you're from, so you nestle up with your loved ones in the warm glow of a fire, flannel jammies, and fucking sing kumbaya. 
Why can't we have that for pinball? It seems like everywhere I turn anymore, it's just negativity, bashing this, bashing this person, shitting on anything new in pinball. That's why we can't have anything nice. Can we, can we not just be chill? Can we not find beauty in things? Find joy, fun. It seems like anything newsworthy or anything new in this hobby, all you read, all you hear, all you see, 90% of it is the negativity surrounding that item. Where the, where's the 10% stuff? The feel goods, the nut ticklers. We need more of that. I have so much fun in pinball, in, in playing new games and in installing new items. I just freaking love it. And it just kills me to see how miserable some people, some of you are when it comes to this hobby. If you legit can't find anything that you love or passionate about or anything that you can reframe or refocus your attention to, then find something else. Stamp collecting, stone skipping, or be disgruntled solo. No need to share. And it may be Christmas, but numbers don't lie. I'm only here to report the facts. And the fact is that trending down this week with the announcement of Elvira Premium going back on the line, you're going to see secondary prices on Elvira's House of Horrors 40th anniversary and LE's take a little bit of a dip. The softening of the marketplace has already shown this dip in these two particular models, but even more so now that we know there's a great chance that come February, there will be many more premiums available. Some people were just biting the bullet because hell, they wanted to play Elvira and they kept bumping the premium production run. So, you know, I'm gonna pay 10,000, I'm gonna pay 15 or 20. When the consumer sees opportunities in the future, it affects the current market. Same goes for the rumor we heard a couple weeks ago with Twilight Zone, rumored to be the next remake that Chicago Gaming Company has its eyes on in the future. So training down is Twilight Zone. It hadn't tanked with the possible whispers and discussion of that being remade. You're seeing prices on Twilight Zone fall just a bit outside. Oh, speaking up, training up this week, did you guys hear special when lit is making the return for episode 90 it's coming people and it's got me amped up as much as the recent release of avatar wind raider wayward wind water dragons water moccasins i don't know the wind and the rivers the spirit of the river <laughs> one of my favorite call outs ever looking for that special holiday gift and you want to save a buck or two i've got just the idea for you in this week's Deal of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Deal of the week this week brought to you by Flipping Out Pinball. Switch up your game room a little bit this year and provide your family and friends with something that isn't just obsessively silver ball. We've got a couple more Golden Tee 2022s in stock. They're $37.95. It's MSRP on them plus shipping. At a fourth or a half of the price of a pinball machine, takes up a fourth or a half of the room. You may just have double the fun. Throw in your game room. It's not going to hurt you any. People love it. Online leaderboards, competitions. These things are a blast. And at $37.95, it's a deal. But, but Zach, that's not a deal of the week. What makes this special? Well, don't tell anybody, but I can shave $200 off of that for you. How about it? Let's go with $34.99. Bye, bye, bye. But you got to mention the podcast, The Pinball Show. Purchase yours today. Pinball Bounty, we're still open for finding a primo minty restore dolly parton or radical or you know what i'm going to add one to the pinball bounty also now on this pinball bounty list includes amy good monkey i want a good monkey i want amy i want congo the city of zinch the diamonds every word of it was absolutely true people search long search hard search deep find me a minty congo i wants it i needs it 
got to have it. And when you fulfill that bounty, I fulfill your pockets with Zinge Diamonds. Find me a Congo, people. I don't want a busted ass up one, no. want a new one. NOS Playfield. We're clear-coded. I don't think they ever reprobed that playfield. Don't give me a yellow faded Congo. I can do the cabinet decal. I need a nice playfield. And as always, I am merely here at your service to report the facts. Nothing more, nothing less, because numbers never lie, and neither do I on pinball market trends. All right, Dennis, do you, uh, you get your eggnog ready? I still You're... need to go buy my eggnog. I do like eggnog. Ugh, not an eggnog kind of fella. Mm, it's the egg. I'd like to feel the yolk sliding down. And who in the hell still thinks those just those regular plain sugar cookies that are decorated are good? Come on, people. Just because it's Christmas doesn't mean you have to make a nasty old white sugar cookie. No, no. Make good cookies. We, we still want snickerdoodle. We still want peanut butter cookies. We still want chocolate. tastes the same as we a still sugar want, cookie. No, it doesn't. We oh, still the cinnamon's want only in there for color. Chip, chocolate chip oatmeal. I like spritz cookies stuff. for Christmas. We used to do those as the kids. Spritz, where you get like the spritz gun and they come out as shapes. Yeah, those nasty old things. No, they're not. Gross. No, you, you apologize to they're the spritz so cookie. They're so plain. I mean, you, that's why you frost them. I'm going to have my jammies on. There's a little bug going through our household, so. Why, why is he trying to sell you more Scooby Doo's? Nothing like Christmas cheer with squirting in the toilet. Oh no, I don't. I only got three more. Bye bye bye. Bye bye bye. Dennis, where can people catch you? They can always reach out to me eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash eclectic gamers. You've been messing that up lately. You, you know what? I've got too many. It's, up on EGP, it's because of the Patreon the now. Patreon. I've, got these, I've got all these. Yeah, patreon.com slash eclectic underscore gamers. We got yeah. a lot of Patreon people. They're very supportive and kind. And they were, re- I had people respond. They were really like one person in particular. I don't remember their name, but on Facebook, they'd said they were, they were really pleased that I bought all this audio equipment. They're like, you actually used your Patreon to make the show better. <laughs> and then just blow it on date night. <laughs> Dude, EGP <laughs> does well, sound sexy now. Well, it's those sure microphones and the oh. fancy zoom pod track technology. Nicely done over there at EGP. You can catch me. At the pinball network at gmail.com. Remember, you can win free stuff. All you've got to do is guess what pinball machine is coming to Dennis this holiday season. The pinball network at gmail.com. You're going to want that prize. I have a feeling. Maybe you won't. I don't know. We're givers here. I'm just trying to help people. Also, follow, like, and subscribe straight down the middle. And follow, like, and subscribe, like I said before, to flipping out pinball. We are now and continue to be year after year an IFPA sponsor. See? Zach loves the competitions. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a gold sponsor too. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. Product showcase this week, Led Zeppelin Pro and Premium. Rock out with your Santa out. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just imagining you getting like this, this little teeny tiny Santa hat. That's right. <laughs> just, 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 just stretch it over. That's right. Just the tip. <laughs> it's so festive. Oh, <laughs> Nicole, man. you want to see my Yule log? <laughs> Yule twig. I like it. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Nothing says Christmas like Stern Pinball's Led Zeppelin Pro Premium. Stuck in the airport mode? Yeah, airport modes. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> John Candy in the back of a truck <laughs> playing polka. 
Come on. It's home alone, people. We need a home alone pinball machine. Get yourself a Led Zeppelin Pro and Premium today. James Bond 007 Pro and Premium. We're still taking orders on that. And we have a, a list. Go to flippingoutpinball.com or go to our Facebook page and see the long list of stuff we have in inventory ready to ship. If you're listening to this on Monday, I want the challenge of trying to get this to you by Christmas. Let me be your little reindeer, Vixen. <sighs> I would totally be Vixen. Just sounds sexy. Are you fully connected yet? If not, get your ass connected with Stern Insider Connected. If you've got a game that's eligible and you're missing, hashtag fail. Don't be a Christmas loner. Give yourself a boner this year <laughs> with Insider Connected. <laughs> get fully connected. Oh. Speaking of, man, I want to go see Avatar. I want to get my little hair braid gangly thing intertwined with that movie. No spoilers, people. Uh, golden tees. We got the PGA golden tees now. Did you see my ad, Dennis? Uh, for the golden, golden tee? No, golden I saw the cool one you did sexy. though with the face hugger on Santa though. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the alien. We have aliens in stock too. And we got so much cool stuff in stock right now. You name a game, we probably have it. Just don't name Godzilla. <laughs> well, can't they name Pro? Do you have any pros? No. Oh, right never mind. Don't name Godzilla at all. As I said before, I really mean it again. I want to. Sh- I was trying to impress Nicole, my wife. It's hard to do. I can't impress my wife, but I still chase after. We've been married for 16 years together for over 20, and I still chased after her acceptance and, and her being proud of me and her thinking kind of I'm a badass, and she has lost all of that loving feeling. I told her, I said, oh, you, ne- you think we should get our Facebook likes up on fil- flipping out pinball? Oh, that's like a big deal to you? She was like, no, it'd be nice, like, you know. And I said, babe. Hold my beer. So I need you all's help. Please like, follow Facebook's flipping out page, please, and the Instagram. Please, please, please. I want to, I want to, you know, flex for a little bit. Show her my social acumen. Show her you're an influencer. Yeah, I'm a pinfluencer, baby. (laughs) Don't get too horny. The pinfluencer's coming to bed tonight with his yule twig. (laughs) Don't break it. It's, It's like my back. Oh, your poor back. Uh, TPN last week, we had a lot of stuff like Talking Pinball with Joel. He was doing a video podcast and the gang on Scooby-Doo First Impressions. Go back, watch that video on demand. Pinball Party episode 14, they had Ken Cromwell on. That was a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to go listen to that. I love Crommy. Uh, we had Aussie Pinball Podcast, episode 11, with Marco Rules like Nali. Uh, and the final round Pinball Podcast, episode 63, The Bad Touch. That Jeff T. Ellis is such a stinker. TPN this week, we got all kinds of fun festivities, including some awards stuff. But I did want to remind you all that on December 25th, Pride Pinball is presenting the third annual Very Merry Christmas Stream at 8 p.m. Central. Elvira's House of Horrors, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, and a stuffed stocking giveaway. Pride Pinball behave. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. And remember, folks, I want you all to have a happy holidays. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your new year. And if you happen to need a Scooby-Doo pinball, you can always contact Flippin' yes. Out, a.k.a. Shilly Dooby-Doo. Shilly Dooby-Doo. Oh, thank you, Dennis. And always practice safe pinball. And I'm not hard to shop for for Christmas. It doesn't take a lot to make your favorite pinball podcaster happy. All I want is free. I want your support through clicking, liking, and subscribing, and following, flipping out Facebook and Instagram. Just do it now, people, please. It's the holidays. Don't be a Christmas dick.
to record right now did i tell you i went to the er last weekend no yeah huh? i did oh no you're back i'm back God. fucking that, cincinnati that fucking neurosurgeon cincinnati. all he cared about was brains no you my life has changed and then i went to that show oh and shit. then yep. it was a little stiff come sunday now granted i had help i didn't lift lift anything you kind of you lifted some stuff though. Well, maybe like not crazy though, because I was like, I'm not messing up my back. The same feeling as pre-surgery, down my leg, down my ass, down my ankle, a jolt of lightning, dull, harsh pain. We may have to start the Patreon just to pay for the surgery. This is the Pinball Show, episode 119, with yours truly, Zach, Minnie, and my co. I don't. I, what is the proper thing? Because I hate saying co-host. Co-host sounds Why? like because it makes me sound like the Bruce Nightingale to your Raw and Hallett Jr. Yeah, it sounds like I'm the host. Here's my co-host, but it's well, equal. So how do you do? I mean, well, it depends because remember, under the original structure of the planned pinball show, you were going to be hosting every single week. I was going to only host every other week. And in fact, I think the listeners at this point are still somewhat confused. Like, is it a weekly show or is it every other week? I, it's. Part of that song. And may all your Christmas be your heart out bang